Hi, this is Liz Calandrino, and welcome to Fired Up Success. You know, Albert Schweitzer once said, in everyone's life at some time, our inner fire goes out. It is then burst into flame by an encounter with another human being. We should all be thankful for those people who can rekindle that inner spirit. My passion is to connect people who will share their stories about how they rekindled their own spirits, and I know will spark fire in your life too. Hello. Hello. There you are. Yes. Wow. Hello, everybody. This is Lizbeth Calandrino, and you are listening to Fired Up Success. Uh, You probably are listening to it on Grand Street Community Arts Radio, 107.3 FM or Spotify. And on my show, I look for people to interview that have a great story to tell. People who are successful, who are always looking for the next best thing. And I do that because what it does is it inspires all of us. And today I have a great friend. His name is John Gregory, and he owns Capital Vacuums in Albany, New York, and Charlie's Vacuums in Glens Falls. And, you know, we think about the vacuum cleaner business like, well, what is that? I mean, you know, maybe we don't think much about them when we go to buy, but I was just reading some statistics that by the year 2022, there will be 16,000 vacuum cleaner stores. And this whole thing with COVID has really put a big emphasis on cleanliness and disinfecting. And I was just reading a whole thing about vacuums and and pet hair. So John Gregory, I'm so glad to have you. Tell us a little bit about what's new in vacuum cleaners. What's well, going on? Uh, well, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be anywhere, but, uh, <laughs> as Keith Richards would say. Right. Um, hey, um, yeah, in the opening, now I feel like a lot of pressure now. You only interview people that are successful, so this is going to be a lot of pressure on me. To, okay, I, but go I, for I, it, though. I got to turn things around here. So what's new in the vacuum business? It's um, actually, it's... The industry has changed quite a bit, but unlike a lot of industries and businesses, we're still around. You know, it's still something people need. I've, I've been doing this for 37 years. And you were, I, you were considered I, an essential business, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So, yep, we. It's, I think what you were saying earlier that, you know, uh, that now more than ever, people are thinking about clean. So, I mean, we're all walking around masks on our face and then we we go home and take the mask off. So, um you know, I guess um, the the vacuum could be a mask for your home. You know, you 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 know. So it's uh, yeah, it's been good for us. I mean, it, I I not, it, it I don't. It hasn't been good for us, but nothing. We're fortunate. You know, very fortunate that we haven't been. We haven't had to close. And um, there's less people through our doors because people aren't going out and about. But there's people a lot. There's a lot of businesses that are suffering. A hell of a lot more than us. And um, yeah, so we're grateful for whatever we're able to do at this point. But but yeah, um, people are a little more clean, conscientious now. So they're plus they're at home more. And so they're thinking about their vacuum more. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, so, it's so we have a lot of standalone vacuum stores out there, John. And are they you know, you're a great marketer. 
So are they, and you know, I'm in the, come from the floor covering business. So it would seem to me that the two of those should work together, right? They should. And you say there's a lot of good vacuum stores out there, but the, you know what? This industry has changed in that um, they like to, it's come down to just vacuum stores. I mean, 20 years ago, there were people selling vacuums door to door. Um, there was a lot more vacuum repair shops. Um, you know, it, it was not, um, it, it was, a, it was a little simpler 20 years ago. Um, in that, you know, when I opened my back shop 20 years ago, I was selling vacuums door to door and I thought, okay, open a vacuum store. And the next thing, you know, people are just going to come to my door, you know, um, right. you put, you put an ad in the phone book and they're going to come with their broken vacuums. It was unlike when I was selling vacuums door to door, you had to go out and find that customer. So, um, so yeah, so you figure you open the store, you put an ad in the phone book and then yeah, the problem is there was every, you open that phone book and there was 10 vacuum stores in there. So it was, it's a, there's a lot of old school thought in this business. Now I got in, opened my vacuum store when I was, and I was still young enough to be, um, kind of obsessed with the internet and how to use that because you, you can't just put an ad in the, obviously there's, I don't even know if there is a phone book anymore, but right. you, you, it's certainly not going to work with a phone book. So, so what happened probably 20 years ago, I mean, obviously this didn't happen in one day, but probably over the course of five, 10 years, um, a lot of back shops were closing five, 10, 20, 10, 15 years ago because nobody adapted. They weren't, they didn't, they didn't buy into the internet. They were old school. Um, they, they had, they were set in their ways with a phone book advertising, but, um, but yeah, so out of, so to answer your question about the marketing end, out of, out of, def I mean, I always considered myself a, a salesperson. I've been trained by a lot of professional sales trainers, but I never considered myself a marketing person until that stuff started to fade away 15, 20 years ago. I was kind of forced to, um, to become somewhat of a marketer, not a salesperson. To, I had to find ways to market my business. Now, I will tell you this. Here it is, you know, 20 years later since opening my back shop. I don't think there's ever had an easier time because what has happened is it's kind of weeded out a lot of vacuum shops that didn't adapt. Um, it's narrowed down to just a few in each town. And so it's very easy for vacuum shops to get recognized because there's just not that many of them. So, you know, it's, you know, if you open a restaurant and you want to get found on the internet, you you know, type in restaurant Albany, New York, and you're competing against how many, mm. uh, now you open a back shop and you type in vacuums, Albany, New York, you're competing against, I, there's me, one other back shop, there's one in Schenectady, one in Clifton Park, but you know, it's not very hard to get found. You just have to know how to use the platform. So, so yeah, I, I have mastered it. It's, t it, it was by default. I don't consider myself a, a marketing guru by any means, but I had had to learn how to how to market my my shop. So we had to use some non-traditional ways to advertise and to market, which now are traditional ways. But, you know, Facebook, um, the, the Internet, SEO, uh, all those kind of things. And then some other ways were to answer your other question about the um you're talking about the flooring industry. I mean, I've done some things with some other flooring companies too that have paid me off. So kind of just going to the source, um, word of mouth, going to some of the flooring companies. And, and I, I would, I don't know how long you want me to go on this, but I, it, the direct question, the direct answer to your question about my correlation with flooring. Um, I, maybe 10 years ago, when we took trade-ins or we had vacuums that nobody came to pick up for repair, 
I would actually load them up in a truck and bring them to the, um, I, I there were net vacuums I didn't necessarily believe in, but I thought they were good enough for installers to use. I would bring them to the local, um, retailers and, um, the flooring retailers, and I would have them give them to their installers and say, Hey, put my sticker on it. When these guys are done, you know, installing a floor carpet, whatever they're doing, make sure they clean up after themselves. Um, and make sure they leave my card on the counter and there's a big sticker on the front of the vacuum. And if it breaks, tell them to just come to me and get another one. And so that really clicked with a lot of people. Um, I mean, I would go actually literally get in the truck, visit all the, re- the flooring retailers, go in, introduce myself, tell them I'm the vacuum. I'm the local vacuum guy. I repair vacuums. We sell vacuums. And I'm going to do you a favor and give all your installers vacuums because they're going to make you look good. And in turn, if you can refer people, um, I'd appreciate it. So, Oh, my God. I think that is one of the most clever ideas that I have ever, ever heard. And it puts you it puts you in another realm also of what you do. It's like not you don't have to advertise in a way. What you're doing is you're helping someone else and they in turn are helping you. And, I, you know, I think that's terrific. And I think you mentioned something about you had thought that maybe the Humane Society, I don't know if that ever worked out. Um, you know what? It's That's another pursuit. That's another. It's just, you know, it's it's. there's a lot of ideas running around this head of mine. So that's another thought that I think would really work. But I but it it is a question of give, give, give. I mean, you can ask for something in return, but I think the world we live in now, if you want to market your business. Um, it's gotta be, you can't do it on a, um, it, it can't be even trade for everything. It's gotta, you've gotta have the, the mindset of, of giving. And if you get it, it'll, I'm a, I'm a karma guy. I mean, I'm, you know, if you give, it'll come back. I mean, there's no two ways about it. Um, so I think that, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk wrote a book called jab, jab, jab hook. And he's famous for this. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a marketer. He's marketed, uh, He's a great marketer, but um, it's, you know, give, 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 give. You can ask for the buy at some time, at some point, you can ask for the buck, but just, you don't have to give something with some expectations in return or an immediate return on it, but it, you will get it back. I mean, that's just, um, that's the marketing idea. My, my thought on the Humane Society was um, we have our own line of, um, stand, from a marketing standpoint, um, this would be, I thought this would be beneficial to the Humane Society and to us as well to actually go to the humane. This is a great idea for if any, if there's any vacuum shops listening or anybody that um, this is just a great idea. You know what? I'm going to do this. You're making me think that I, you know, I had this thought and I should do it, but taking a card or, and, and giving it to all the local uh, pet adoption places and giving, if we have this very, this, this stand move, that is great stuff. It's pet friendly. We have some special tools for some of the vacuums that are not super expensive, but I thought about putting together a little kit and going down to the Humane Society and or any place that has these adoptions for the for the pets and saying, hey, these people who are adopting these pets, um, they're going to need some stuff to clean the home. Obviously, I mean, it's Mr. Dyson changed the whole industry just by putting the word pet on his mm. vacuum. So, you know, I thought, OK, let's take it a little further. Let's go right to the source. And these people, we can do them a favor, have our name on it tell them if they want to come to our shop we have a little kit for them and it's free just to get again it's give it's it's we're not expecting anything return but and again if you want to build your brand these are the things you want to do 
So, it, you know, it just uh, have a card, a stack of cards, make sure the Humane Society or whoever the people are at the counter know what to tell the people that it's a valuable kit. Maybe put a $50 value on it, um, a bottle of stain remover that's very pet friendly because they're going to need it. Maybe a pet groomer. We have these pet groomer attachments that, you, that can go on a, on a vacuum. Um, there, there's a number of things you can put in a little kit to just, and, and so that when they adopt the, 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 the uh, dog or the cat or what have you, Hey, go to capital vacuums or X, Y, Z vacuums and, and pick up your, your kit because you're going to need it for your home. So, Oh, I think that's terrific. And by the way, all of you out there, just to uh, let you know, uh, this is John Gregory, the owner of capital vacuums uh, in Albany, New York and Charlie's vacuums in Glens Falls. And he, has he's been doing this for over 20 years he's been selling vacuums he did some door-to-door when he was a young guy and i guess he must have fallen in love with it for one reason or another but now i i understand also that you have um a group of vacuum oh, a vacuum cleaner owners right um stores that yeah. just sell vacuums yeah. could you give us a minute or two about that Absolutely. So, yeah, I guess I fell in love with it because I could do it because, you know, when you're good at something, you, you that's that's kind of what you like to do. So nice. I, for somehow I got good at it. But the story is when I was 18 years old, my original experience selling vacuums, I was actually working at a place called Cohoes Manufacturing when I was 18 years old, just out of high school. I don't know if you remember that, but it was a clothing I do. store. Yeah, clothing store in Cohoes. Yes. And I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I was lost. I mean, you know, I didn't I was but it was a job. And I think I made three dollars and eighty five cents an hour working in the housekeeper department. And um, and the and I didn't know anything about vacuums, but the vacuums broke, and they said, "Hey, put these in the car, the company little company vehicle, drive them down to the Electrolux store on Northern Boulevard, and um, and get them fixed for us." Okay, so I go down there again. I don't know anything. I mean, I get three dollars and eighty five cents an hour. I walk in the front <laughs> door, and the guy says, um, "What are you doing?" I said, "Well, I'm dropping these vacuums off for um, for my uh, company. Uh, we got to get them fixed. He said, well, what do you mean? He goes, I don't mean, what are you doing now? I mean, he goes, what are you doing? You're working in the housekeeping department. I said, yeah. He goes, listen, you want to make a hundred bucks tomorrow? I'm not making $3 and 85 cents an hour. I said, yeah, I'd love to make a hundred bucks tomorrow. He goes, all right, come on in here. Dress good. Come on in. Um, so I called in sick the next day and went and went down there and we started knocking on doors. And that's how, that's how I got in the business. So it's 37 years later. Now I did a couple other things in between. Then I did a little stint with, um, with Kirby for seven or eight years. I was a distributor. And now, and then with Electrolux for seven or eight years. So in total, in total, it's 37 years, but now we're expanding. And I thought now that I've kind of by default mastered how to sell vacuums and how to market it, it's kind of the one thing that's kind of lacking in our, and it's really a good time in, in my, I've been, I've seen a lot in 37 years, but the, the industry is really narrowed down to, there's only four or five really good vacuums that are worth talking about and worth selling in vacuum stores. The rest of the stuff that's bought, I mean, I know there's a, there are price points and I know there's things available to people in Target, Walmart, that kind of thing, but we really carry higher end. We also carry some of that stuff too, if somebody wants it, but we, but, but our, our belief is a good quality vacuum that cleans better, lasts longer, easier to use, going to last a long time. And it, and they're a little more expensive. So we've kind of mastered the, the marketing of that. And again, it's a great time in this industry. But the one thing, even though the products are good, that the advances are, have been great, the machines are good. It's very easy with, with four or five different companies to, if when you sell somebody, you can really stand behind the product. And when somebody comes back, you can take care of it for them. Um, you, you know, the, some of these machines have 10-year warranties. They have 
all the attachments you could possibly need. They have great filtration. They're really good machines. But that said, it takes a salesperson. It, it takes somebody, you know, when somebody's walking through Target or Walmart and they see a vacuum, it's an impulse buy. Oh, this thing looks neat and cool. Mm, and I'll yes. get it. But, they, but they're not doing any homework. They just, I need a vacuum to go down to the store and get it. When somebody comes into our stores, there's an education process that you have to you have to take the time with each individual customer and sell them. And, and I really, really believe that it's what's lacking in my industry. So um, we've mastered it. I've actually, my son runs our Albany store and he's got it down. I mean, when somebody comes in, he's, he's nice, he's courteous. He, he gives them a great experience, but he also shows them something new. And as a result, we've gotten 300 positive five-star Google reviews, which is unheard of in the vacuum industry. We, we are conscientious. We take care of our customers, but we do try to sell as well. We want what's best for them. Um, and I think that's what's lacking. So I started this thing called vacuumrepairshop.com, which is which benefits consumers as well as the vacuum shops. Vacuum, um, wait a minute, vacuumrepairshop.com? Vacuumrepairshop.com. And okay. that's, the, that's, what, that's what we're going to hopefully put the article in the flooring uh, the, um, your magazine about right. is, is, is because it's starting to expand. It's starting to grow. We've got a couple hundred members now, but the objective was to provide a service for customers, um, to provide like a, for lack of a better term, like an Angie's list of just vacuum shops. Um, you know, I have mastered two things. That's how to be found. Okay. Get people's attention for my vacuum shops. Mm -hmm. And once they come in, how to convert them to, I mean, we don't sell everybody. Don't get me wrong. And there's no high pressure sales, but we educate and we, and we, and we believe in, we have some products that we believe in. So I want to share this with, because the industry has been, you know, on the decline, not the industry, because you can buy sharks and Dyson's on TV and infomercials and that kind of thing. But the vac shop industry, because it was kind of old school was on the decline for a little while. So, but I think it's about to emerge and, and bounce back. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't just think it, I know it. You know, there's like companies like Kirby, Electrolux, Rainbow that are still selling door to door, but they're not too, too many of them door to door. They'll probably convert to regular vac shops and then bring people in to sell their products. So my goal was to set this directory up and get vac shops on this directory um, so that they could be found instead of them going through the trouble of what I've done the last 10, 15 years of, I mean, I had to put content on the internet. I had a lot, do a lot of stuff. To get, to, to get where I am right now. So I could condense this, this 10 years of marketing into six months for, for a, a back shop. I can put them in my directory. And then if they work the directory the way, I, um, the way it's set up, they'll be found no problem. Okay. And then on the other, so, so it's good for the consumer because when they're looking for back bags or repairs, that kind of thing, they can find the reputable vacuum shops in their area. No problem. So there's no reason for vacuum shops to try to compete with Amazon and, 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 and the internet because people don't buy expensive vacuums on the internet. They, they need to go to the vac shops to be educated. So that's the whole idea behind the directory is to, is to direct consumers to the vac shop. And then on the, on the other end, the directory has training involved for the members so they know how to treat customers, how to demonstrate the better vacuums, how to close more sales and, and ultimately just build a business of loyal customers of, you know, so that's, so that's the objective. That's so, the way I want to ask you a question. I need to interrupt you a minute here. Now, do they buy a membership to this? Now let's just say 
I'm in the floor covering business. Could I become a member of this vacuum repair shop group so that I could get this training and I could yeah, sell you these could, vacuums? You know, I guess probably some of the principles and the stuff that we teach is, I mean, again, I've been doing this for 37 years. I mean, I know how everything relates to the vacuum business, but I'm sure that somebody could take our, I mean, sales are sales. I mean, you throw a different product in there, but sales and marketing is sales and marketing. So, you know, marketing is to get attention. Sales is to take that individual and bring them through a process where you're, where they're buying your product. So you could, I'm sure people could take the information we're giving them and customize it to their own, to their own, um, to their own business. I mean, you know, you could probably, you could probably use some of the stuff we're teaching just to, to build a coffee shop or a deli or a, you know, you, 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 if somebody's creative and they, they wanted to apply that stuff and they wanted to learn sales and marketing, it's specific to, to the vacuum business, but there's no reason somebody couldn't use it for the, for those other things. I well, mean, I'm, sure. I'm thinking that um, my question is, well, so let's say we don't have much time left, by the way. So my, my question is really, let's say I'm in the floor covering business and I probably should have vacuums in my store, or I should set up some sort of a partnership with the local vacuum store so that I could sell vacuums or at least refer my customers to them. Yeah, you know, and, and, and what's nice about what the good thing about the directory is that we're trying to make it uniform and, you know, somewhat of a structure, but you can't do, it's going to be individual back shops. It's going to be a way for people to find individual back shops. It's going to be a way for them to, to be, when somebody clicks on the, you know, vacuum repair, Sacramento, California, that vacuum shop pops up. I mean, that I pops see. up. But those, every one of these individual back shops, my goal is to give them um, some ideas and some things that I've done that would work in the, you know, you could, you know, it's, it's up to each individual to take advantage of whatever they want. How many lines do you want to put in the water? I mean, I, if I owned a flooring company, I would want every line possible in the water. I would want a relationship with the local back guy. I would think so. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, you would think, you, right? I mean, yeah. with every business, I mean, you want to network, you want to know, you know, you know, there's different ways that we do a lot of direct marketing postcards. We have a text messaging program that we send to our customers that I was against to start with, but but customers loved it. They, they were responding to texts. They were excited that they were getting the text because we were staying on top of things. So we have, we have a lot of direct marketing approaches, but the thing a lot, we're also teaching to just have a lot of lines in the water. I mean, to be top of mind when somebody's thinking about a vacuum, I mean, if somebody's installing a, a rug or a floor, I mean, those people I would think are going to be thinking of, you know, they're, they're conscientious of their flooring. I mean, they're, they're going to want to keep, you know, dirt hits the ground. That's where it goes. So, you know, you're, you're going to want a vacuum. So I like it, that dirt hits the ground. Well, so. that's where it goes. It doesn't stay up in the air. I mean, it does flow for a little while, which is why we now sell air purifiers as well, because we're, you know, that, which is another thing we talk about in, in our, um, in our marketing is ha having more than just a vacuum, but uh, things that keep the whole house clean. But to answer your question, it would make sense if the back, the flooring industry had a relationship with the vacuum shop, because people who come to our vacuum shop, are also looking for flooring and carpeting. I mean, it's, you know, we've, I can't tell you, you know, just from 10 years ago, you know, the, the relationships I've built with some of the flooring companies with, you know, that and I haven't even done it in 10 years. I probably should go do it again, make another run at it, but we're still in communication. We've, 
I've passed them customers. They've given me customers. We, you know, we've, we are, we are the back recognizes the vacuum authority in the area. What better way to make them the flooring company, the, the authority than to know the person that can keep it clean for them. I mean that, you know, it, it makes them the professional. It makes them the authority. It's, you know, it's in, it's in, it, it, I don't want to get into a big sales rap here because, you know, God knows there's enough we could talk about, but you know, you should be able to engage with every customer and you want to help the customers any way you can. If you just put a floor into a firm, don't you think it's a good idea to tell them how to keep the floor clean? Or the well, I clean? think that that is the thing that, I mean, there have been many stores that have tried putting vacuums in their stores and there's always seems to be, and I know it's not true, but in their mind, like this is a complicated product. What yeah. will happen if it breaks? Mm-hmm. How do I fix it? I don't want to be in the repair business. So a lot yep. of them have opted out when in reality that vacuum cleaners don't have much to break. And that's what you do for a living. So if they have a partnership with you, you can take care of that for them. Right. It, it would, so it would, there it they would are. make sense. And, and again, I don't this this may not be for everyone. I understand that. But, there, you know, if, if if a few people can get take some of these ideas and go with them, a program works if you make it work. I mean, it doesn't you know, I you know, I mean, you could I could give people a million programs that I mean, I'm counting the successes. I'm not counting the failures. I mean, I you know, I mean, yes, some you know, there's headaches involved in, in running a business. I mean, but I you know, you but massive action equals massive results. OK, but it also equals problems. I mean, you know, increase your problems, increase your but you also increase your results. I mean, that yeah, I understand what you're saying. And for some people that are old school, they don't want to be bothered with this, that and the other thing. But, you know, marketing, I mean, it just, yes, it creates more work, but more work creates more income, creates it's it's good for the economy. Everybody's well, economy. And, and so, not only that, a lot, if I'm not mistaken, you were considered to be an essential business. So you were allowed to stay open. Now, a lot of floor covering stores could not. They had to close mm-hmm. when, if I understand it correctly, if they had vacuums, they might have been able to stay open. They would have been considered essential. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't know. I mean, you know, you know, it's 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 it's, uh, it's, it's a strange thing that I mean, this was I mean, the, these are trying times, I guess, for some people in certain businesses over three or four months. But you had to get creative. So, um you know, to operate, to function. So, yeah, I guess that would have been away from this. I mean, this is a an extreme situation, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, I guess that would be a good reason in itself. I mean, you know, more lines in the water it would be my theory, you know. so I, I get know. it. Um, everybody out there, I just want to let you know you're listening to Fired Up Success, and this is Liz Calandrino, and uh, this is Grand Street Community Arts Radio, 107.3 FM, and I'm speaking with uh, my friend John Gregory, who is the owner of Capital Vacuums in Albany, New York, and Charlie's Vacuums in Glens Falls. And we only have a minute or two left, so I I, I just want to ask you a really a really specific question, John, which is Uh-oh. as we as we go through this pandemic, what keeps you up at night? You only have a minute or two, so. What keeps you up at night? What do you What are you worrying about when it comes to the for business? Uh, when it comes to business, okay, yeah. it's, a, it's a business question, right? Um, I got to tell you, um, I, I've got a pretty good handle on things right now. So, 
I'm as long as I have a course of action, I don't I mean, I concern myself with details like what am I doing tomorrow? What's my what's on my schedule? What's my next day? You know, I would say probably training probably that that's what keep you know, I'm ready to, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I believe I have a duplicatable system that other people can do. Um, I want to I want to keep my business forever. I don't want to retire. Okay. But I want to, but I want the opportunity to go to other people. So I want to multiply now. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to open up other shops. I want to get the vacuum repair shop.com thing going. So I think my major concern is getting my message across to, um, and I, I say, hey, I want to to the younger generation, but I'm really, I don't care. I mean, I'm, you know, if it's somebody who just, who wants something to do, wants an opportunity, I want to be able to teach them and train them. So that's probably, that's probably what keeps me awake is how am I going to um, I'm not a super organized person. And when you want to grow, it's nice to have some structure, you know? So that's getting people lined up that can be on the same page as me that want to um, make sure people are making sure people are motivated enough, not only to just take advantage of opportunity, but do things the right way, take care of customers um, and build, you know, no, nobody's going to care as much as I do. But just to try to get people um, into action, you know, I mean, unless they own unless they own a shop, unless it's going to be difficult to get people. Nobody's going to care as much as I do. Uh, Okay, so I have to interrupt you, John, because we only have a minute and I kind of have to wrap it up. So what I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to put that um, on the bottom of the podcast. There's a phone number. And if it's okay, I can have them call you on your cell if you want me to. And I'll let you give that number in a second. And for everybody else out there, again, this is Fired Up Success, Elizabeth Calandrino, uh, 107.3 FM, Grand Street Community Radio in Albany, New York. And do you want to give them the phone number that you want them to call, John? Um, you can call this. Uh, we have an 800 number for our okay, vacuum what's repair the shop. Number? Com. The number for vacuum repair shop.com is 1 800 263 5425. 5425. And this is, um, let me just. That's vacuumrepairshop.com. That's, oh. that, that, that's the number because that's, we're, we're now begun, you know, I market my two back shots, but now the goal is to market the whole directory so that everybody benefits in, in the industry. So that's, that's, that's really the goal. Now they're kind of switching gears. Now we, we have, we have, um, I got to cut you up, John. I got to cut okay. you up because if you keep talking, it won't be on there. <laughs> okay. It'll be gone. 1-800-263-5425. Okay. Perfect. And I'm going to put that out there. And for those of you that want to get a hold of John Gregory, uh, please give him a call. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.